the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Leadership in your church and in your home. If one is hurting, you can be sure the other one is as well. As we'll see next on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Leadership in God's church and your home. They go hand in hand and in fact... Not only the Apostle Paul, but the author of Hebrews here in 13, chapter 13, verses 7 through 17, speak of it as such. Welcome to Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Our time today will take us to Hebrews 13 as we take a look at the leadership in God's church and in your home and how they go together. Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast of Truth For Today. If you're bombing out in a small sphere, God's never going to promote you to a larger one. If you're getting an F in the home, God says, oh, you need to lead a church. Or you need to be an elder. You You need to lead something. No, no, no. You need to find out what God wants you to do with this sphere. Because guess what? You've been voted in as leader teacher if you're a dad. It's, it comes with the turf. Now, you will teach, good or bad, but you will teach. Can't help it. And he said, he uses the word, he must manage, and then he uses the interchangeable word, how will he care for the church of God. And this word manage is the same word in 1 Timothy 5.17. That the elders who rule well. The word there is manage. Proistomy. And preach, teach. And so they're to manage the household of faith. I, I grew up. I wanted to just preach, teach. The management part has been the hard part. Because I think I could manage 30 people. But a thousand adults is tough. It's real challenging. Now, what you might say, you need more CEOs. You need more guys to do this and do that in the marketplace. Could you run a successful company and not be qualified to lead a church? You see, companies run on dollars, orders. I can fire you. Most of the church is run by volunteers. And they have to be motivated. They have to feel loved, wanted, appreciated cared for before they want to be a part. It's a different kind of leadership. It's not autocratic. I'll fire you if you don't do your job. We don't go around and fire all of our Sunday school teachers that don't show up. We try to encourage them. Volunteerism is a different organization than hire. Totally different. About three years ago, we had three pastors, or six pastors. Now we're three. Uh, or maybe eight elders were six, 20 deacons. How do you keep up? They say you need a full-time pastor for every 100 people. 
Got 2,500 people on the mailing list. A thousand show up occasionally. How do you keep up? And he says, well, wherever you begin, start in their home. Listen what the Dobson, I just read this in Dobson, a survey taken. What are the greatest needs facing a dad today? It's right there in your notes. 500 responded. This is what they said. The, the mom said this. 59% said, my husband, my kid's father, they need family leadership skills. They don't know how to lead our family. Very interesting. What all does that mean? I'm not sure what all is meant. Passive, not engaged, not involved. Dad, let me ask you. Do you know how to lead a household? Do you know how to shape it for Christ? So forth. And the women said, too, they need physical activity and stress relief, probably from the job and the schedule. But I think it's interesting, physical activity. And, and it's hard to get it when you just watch warrior games. I know you're interceding. But anyway, uh, that, that's what they say. I think that's very interesting. Nearly 50% said their husbands needed a role model. If you came to the faith and you're not... See, many of you, you're, you're spoiled rotten about Christianity. You're third generation, second generation. Saying, What's the big deal? The big deal is you grew up with a template. You're saved out of drugs. You're saved out of the hood. You're saved out of a divorced home. You're saved with an alcoholic father. You're saved with your dad beat your mom. You're saved with no dad in the home. You get all, and all of a sudden, I come to Christ. Wonderful. Oh, I don't want to just live with my girlfriend. Sex out of marriage doesn't have God. I better get married. I get married. Wow, it's not going too good, Pastor. Why isn't it? You don't say this. I don't know squat about how to have a Christian home. My dad slapped my mother. Hit her. My dad stayed drunk on the weekend. What does a Christian husband do? When kids misbehave, you beat them or you slap them. Or you call them an SOB. I don't know what to do. This way I was raised. The way you were raised isn't the way God raises kids. But most of our homes are not available for anybody to see how it's done. Because we're all private, living in our private castles. Nobody gets in my house. Guess what? New believers never see how it's supposed to function. They don't know. They don't know the template. How do you know how to be a father? How, how do you know how to be a kind man to a woman when maybe you've been just a sex maniac that knows how to use women, but you've never cherished a woman? I mean, we take all this stuff for granted if you're a second, third generation. But when you start from scratch, from paganism to Christianity, you don't know the template. And that's why all of you Folks have been a Christian a while. You've got plenty of opportunity, plenty of work. I think of Don and Andrew's teaching his class with the men. It's great. Here we've got one of our older men who raised children, uh, had a successful career, and he loves men. He wants to rescue young men. Don't make the mistakes 
that all of us men are prone to make. We need you men. We need you. They don't know how to run our home. We can throw darts at them, but can we show them how to have one? Now listen to what the dad said. 61% said, I, have, I need leadership skills. I can run a company. I don't know how to run a home. I can run this. I can be good in my job, but I, I'm a failure at home. What a frustrating thing. Two, 54% said they, needed, uh, they didn't know how to spiritually train their children. Let me say, men, let me just say this to you. There's no place in the Bible where God said the women are to train the children. Said parents are. Proverbs 3, my son, listen to the law taught to you by your father and your mother. Father and mother. This is the tragedy of the single home that our nation is flooded with. And I'm not here to down you. It's a hard road. God really designed a man and a woman to raise children, not a woman by herself or a man by himself. It's double work, how we need to pray for these singles. It's a difficult challenge. 53% said, I need to spend more time with family. We seldom do a funeral where the man's last words were, I wish I would have worked more overtime. No, it's more like I sure wish I would have taken time with my kids because when they were young, I was too busy on a career track. Man, I was out with the guys. I was this and that. And then I lost the home. I lost any influence. The song said, just a child arrived just the other day. He came to the world in the usual way, but there were planes to catch and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away, and he was talking for I knew it. And as he grew, he'd say, I'm going to be like you, Dad. You know I'm going to be like you. My son turned 10 just the other day. He said, thanks for the ball, Dad. Come on, let's play. Can you teach me to throw? I said, not today. I got a lot to do, he said. That's okay. And he walked away, but his smile never dimmed and said, I'm going to be like him. Yeah, you know I'm going to be like him. Well, he came from college just the other day. So much like a man, I just had to say, son, I'm proud of you. Can you sit for a while? He shook his head and said with a smile, what I'd really like, dad, is to borrow the car keys. See you later. Can I have them, please? And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man on the moon. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when, but we'll get together then. You know, we'll have a good time then. The greatest evangelistic tool we have, the greatest teaching tool we have, is called the home. I asked Rich Rollins one time, what's the greatest secret of raising a family to love God? He said, our moms and dad that take it serious. You're never said in the Bible that you can lead your kids to the Lord. You're not responsible for that. You're responsible for raising the way God said in the fear, nurture, and admonition of the Lord. Only God can save them. Proverbs 22.6 is not talking about salvation. 
your kids, that's your greatest mission field. And if a man doesn't have a priority to pray, love, and care for his own home, you can be sure he'll never care for the church of God. So if a man loves wife and kids, you know he's got a heart for God. He goes on. The other model, and we won't go into it, is he see how he loves his wife, the mother of these children. And he said, love your wives like Christ loved the church in Ephesians 5. So how a man treats his wife. Is he being loved? Is he being nurtured? Would he give up himself for her? And he goes on and speaks about how he manages a home, how he relates to a wife. Those, and he said, has God ever cleansed your heart so that you become a one-woman man? You're no, longer, you're no longer flirting in your mind. You're no longer playing the market. You're saying, I'm devoted to one wife for life by the grace of God. Sean told me a while back, he said, being married to Deborah, it's been like 10 minutes. I was so moved. I just said, I went for my handkerchief. Then he said, 10 minutes underwater. (laughs) And, And it seemed to change everything. You know what? Too thick and thin. Thick and thin. We are to be devoted. And that's the kind of man you look for. Not his degrees, not this, not that. Character. You cannot produce character. Only God can. Only God can. Now, let me ask you men some questions and then go home and let everybody treat you like a million bucks and pray Steph shows up. I just want to ask you some questions. Is God's approval the first A? Do you have God's approval on the way you're managing your home? We start there. Would God approve the way you treat your wife? Don't worry about ever advancing until you take care of that. Two, authority. Can God trust you with authority? What a man does with authority will reveal his character. Autocrat, self-centered, or sacrificial. Will he use authority like Paul? Twice he said it, 2 Corinthians 10 and 13. I have authority, but for your edification. Do they turn their authority in God to build up the church, not to dominate? What's scary When no one emerges as a leader, hear this. This is a scary fact of history. Where no leader exists, in the vacuum, one will emerge, but he may not be the one God wants. In the vacuum of no leaders, we wind up with a terrible replacement. Accountability. Are you willing to be accountable to God for the way you treat a home? Do you feel that way how you're treating that little girl and that little boy in your arms? Are you just passing by, ignoring them? Are you willing to be accountable to God to oversee anything? I don't care if it's children's ministry, youth. Are you willing? 
it's not up to our youth workers and our children's workers to see that you show up when you sign up. Come on. Take, do you take this serious? Or when it comes to God's house, anything will do. No, it won't. No, it won't. If we have to close the class and wait till God gives me somebody that's got the burden and will show up because I love Christ, that's what we need to do, not keep begging. Close the class. We've got to have God raise up people for this hour. Quit cursing the darkness. Quit telling me everything wrong with the Bay Area. Tell me what you're doing about it. You're part of God's means to address the darkness. You're part of God's means of evangelism. You're part of God's means of uh, getting a new template and bringing the fallen girl, the drug addict boys. You come to my home. I'm going to show you how Christ runs a home. We're not perfect here, but let me show you, son, what God can do for you. Can you do that? I hope so. If not, you're not authentic. You're not authentic. Ability. Do you have any ability to contribute anything to this church that make us a better ministry? What ability do you have? Uh, I think one of the scary things is to be sincere and have no ability. You know, I, I really love Jesus. Would you fix that electrical unit? And then you get the report, Brother Jones just barbecued. Because sincerity doesn't give you ability. You better not mess with electricity unless you know what you're doing. We need people with ability. This is not ought to be pull all the zeal but ignorance group. We ought to be people. But here's the issue. Not just having ability. My last A is, do you have availability? You can be the most capable person in this church and be unavailable. And I have to tell you, this is one of the modern dilemmas we have. Most churches run on volunteers. Would you not agree? Agree? We can't pay everybody to just pick up a chair. But this is what bugs me. But it's the fact. I used my son-in-law because I had to change my mind and I I had to be educated. Years ago, I was always after Jason because he's in organization management with Kaiser and all like that. And he was a gifted young man and a gifted African-American. I want, I want color not just in the pew. I want it in leadership. It's one thing to say Mexicans can come here, blacks. Can, it's one thing they can, can they lead. Can they join the team? So I wanted him because I knew of his great abilities. And I could get very little Yes, out of me. One day, Rich Rollins took me aside. Phil, he said, Phil, you don't understand. You are clueless. Thank you, Rich. <laughs> what are you trying to say? He said, I'm trying to say when you're on an executive track, Kaiser could care less about this church. They want Jason to make them millions of dollars. And they're not going to let him be available to do very much. And they've done a pretty good job of it. I remember talking to Tim Valstrom. He would come into uh, elders meetings when we had our meetings in the evening. Often I remember him being soaked, commuted to San Fran by the bus, worked to downtown PG&E, get in there at 7 o'clock, beat up, tired, exhausted, 
uh, the trench coat soaked. And I would say, now let's help us run Valley Bible Church. We need your input. What he needed was a hot meal and a bed. <laughs> he was spent. That's why we moved him to Saturday morning. Our men were all exhausted at night. But on and on, single parent for years, 35 years with them. And one day I said, Tim, you got great mathematical ability. You're a double major in engineering. You're a whiz in that area. We need you. We did this. Then one day I said, how long are you going to let PG&E own you? And it's the plight of our men and our women since women have gone back to the workforce. We want programs. We want programs. And yet the American workforce is working harder for less wages than ever. That's why you who are retired, you who are up there, you have all kinds of ability and availability. I'm telling you, we need you. We want you. And let me tell you, for all you guys on these fantastic jobs, I just want you to answer one question. Who bought you? And who cares if you get a divorce or not? Will your company be there the day she files? And will they be there when your kid says, I hate you, Dad, because the company had all your time and you had no time for me? Somewhere or another, we've got to stand up to an insane culture, work, 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 fall in the grave for a little bit of sex, a little bit of food, a little bit of Disneyland, and then we die. We don't know our kids and we lost our marriage and we call it an American success. It's not. Are you bought? Did Jesus buy you to get the scraps of your life? Or did he get all of you? That's the question. Leadership in the church, we're desperately in need of it, always. But the greater need is leadership in the home. I challenge you men on Father's Day, don't abdicate. You're in a culture we don't even know which bathroom to go to. Do you think your kids need direction? You go this way. All right, we're in a culture where we don't know who's married and who's not married. Everybody's married. Pretty soon it'd be a marriage between me and Shamu. You know, it doesn't matter if you marry an animal. It's all marriage in God's sight. Yeah, it does. We're in an insane culture, and the church cannot substitute for what you and mom can do in the home. We need you. Your kids need you. Your marriage needs you. Don't abdicate. Don't abdicate. Father, I pray, save our homes. Save our churches. Save our kids. Save our marriages. We're a mess as a culture. All the time saying we're Christian which is, is just a travesty. We need your help, Lord. We really are in desperate times in need of a God that comes to us. The Lord is our refuge, a very present help in the time of trouble. I pray, help me, help my brothers to be the fathers, husbands, and grandparents that would honor Christ above all. Help our men whose jobs are wringing them out, consuming them, leaving so little left for even family, let alone church. 
I ask you, Father, give us wisdom, give us guidance, and keep our heads in an insane age. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as we come to the close of our time today, here on Truth For Today, we would leave you with our address and phone number in the event you'd like to reach out to us. Maybe you have a question about today's program, a question about your own relationship with Christ. Maybe you'd like to review today's message or any past message here on Truth For Today. Reach out to us at truthfortodayradio.org online or call. The phone number is 855 855- 833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. And one other thought to consider as we conclude our time together today, we know that the challenging times we live in make for rather challenging growth opportunities in Christ. And if this broadcast is helping you in your walk and relationship with Christ, would you consider partnering with us financially and prayerfully? Again, these are very challenging times since ministries all over the world are actually suffering and they are being challenged as to how to continue ministering the gospel of Christ. And truth for today is no different. If you consider this broadcast a blessing to you, would you consider being a blessing to us? 100% of your donation is tax deductible, and it goes right back into the radio ministry, whether it's a one-time gift, a monthly gift, small or large, it all makes a huge difference. And your prayers and requests to the Lord about the continuation of Truth For Today are even more appreciated. Reach out to us at truthfortodayradio.org or, again, call 855 833 9864. Or you can write out a check and address your envelope to 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, may Christ be your truth for today. Today.